0: Welcome back to the That Got Me Thinking podcast. Now, this week I've been thinking about the timing of our lives, the fate, the synchronicities, the things that happen. And it's only when we look back that we can see the arc of our journey, we can see how it's flowed and the things that have come to us, maybe for a reason that we didn't notice. Because this week I have been putting the finishing touches to my book. So it's only through that process that I've been able to look back and see how things have impacted or how people have impacted. The lessons I've learned and the things along the way that have meant so much. And maybe things I've just brushed away at the time, not realising how much of a big impact they've had on me and my life. And there's an amazing quote that says timing we give it many names destiny fate kismet the will of God whatever we call it lives are changed and moulded by it in small or drastic ways beyond our control the precise exquisite influence of timing moves people into new positions as surely as a spring flood rearranges the landscape it is as an avoidable as life. And I think that is really true to how I felt and how I've been reflecting this week is that I'm living my life but perhaps there's a bigger influence of control over me that I've got nothing to do with. And this week we've got the amazing Dr. Radisha Brown who is an author and founder of i thrive therapy practice and I'll tell you all about that actually in the interview with her but her work is all about Really turning your wounds into wisdom, and how we find boundaries so hard. And I think her work really looks at how we can make the most of the the journey. And I think what she does is really inspiring, especially her own story. And I love how she communicates that on social media. And I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Have a great week. Podcast. I'm your host, Nat and today we have an extremely special guest. We have got Dr. Adisha Brown, and she is a licensed therapist, best-selling author, and founder of I Thrive a therapy practice. She fought through and healed from the trauma associated with having a mother addicted to drugs and alcohol, being married to a serial cheater, and gaining 80 pounds. Then she reclaimed her mental, physical, and emotional health and helped other people to do the same. Oh my goodness. Dr. Radisha, welcome. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: This is yeah, I've been following your work for a while on Instagram. And I reached out to you because I just thought you had you've got so many amazing hints and tips you put on your on Instagram. So I thought it would just be amazing to have you on. So I've kind of touched on your story there, but would you be able to tell us a little bit bit, bit more and kind of what your biggest challenge was to turn that reclaim around?
1: Absolutely. I struggled like many women struggle um, with self-worth, with believing that we're not good enough and Mm. believing that other people's feelings are more important than mine. (laughs) I would be... Um, like sacrifice, self-sacrifice myself to the nth degree, uh, people pleaser, like whatever I can do to make other people happy, I would do, and it was just really killing me from the inside out. I was, I was just living in in pain. I was suffering. I was gaining weight. I, I didn't like myself. I didn't know the person that I saw in the mirror. And in fact, I covered all the mirrors in my house so I wouldn't look at myself. Wow. I was living in turmoil for sure, yeah. And so, I, you know, I was on my couch one day and I was just crying out to to God, and I was just saying, I can't live this life like it is how it is right now. I'm married to a guy that's, you know, I'm not sure if today he cheated or yesterday he cheated. Mm. You know, that whole trauma of yeah. of chasing and staying in a marriage that you're just holding on to, you feel like by just sheer willpower. And you're not getting the love and the commitment back that you're giving. It's a very difficult place to be in and sometimes feels impossible. Like life feels really, really hard and that change won't ever come. Yeah. But that one day I, you know, I tell my clients at some, one day you're going to get sick and tired of getting sick, sick and tired. tired and that yes. was <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I don't care about this house. I don't care about this marriage. I need to change for myself. I need happiness. I need Oof. joy. And I am worth it. You know, people ask me, like, what was the first emotion you had in your transformation process? It was anger. I was pissed off. I was like, I can't believe I have allowed myself yeah. to sit yeah. here and mm-hmm. stuck with this man. He is not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> like, <laughs> i am a prize you know yeah it was like all of those things mm-hmm. um feelings and thoughts all at once that just kind of hit me one day on the couch and in i meditated work with god and it was just like girl you know i heard god say girl get off the couch and those those words were transformative in itself because i was it, it, it meant that no one was going to come and save me and i had to be my own hero right because so often we are waiting for someone to come and save us like Mm -hmm. at some point Mr. Right Mrs. Right is going to knock on the door they're going to save me from myself and all my problems are going to just disappear and I don't have to worry about anything else well no you have to (laughs) save yourself you know
0: Mr. Right never came so you know yeah and I love that you said about anger because I think so often we judge our like what we kind of judge as negative emotions and anger is like something we sh- you know we should mm-hmm. push push down and move away from because it makes us feel you know a little bit uneasy but actually in your story anger forces you into action it kind of shakes mm-hmm. you up it gives you a- an ultimatum. yes
1: mm-hmm. it does and I tell My clients all the time is it's important to acknowledge whatever that feeling is, if it's if it's anger, if it's sadness, if it's loneliness, if it's shame, because you got to walk through the fire in order to get on the other side of things. And sometimes we spend so much time pressing down and denying our emotion, it creates even more problems.
0: That's so true, and I think sometimes we're pushing down our lives, aren't we? Like you just said, Mm -hmm. pushing up. How do we walk through that? How is that? Is it just feel allowing ourselves to feel it?
1: Yes, mm. yes. The first step in the transformation process. I like to call it owning your fat. F A T and the, the <laughs> F. The, yeah. You know, people I think of that. fat, they think about the extra wiggle in the your pain. jiggle yeah. kind of fat, <laughs> but really, the F stands for feelings because we need to acknowledge our feelings. So often, we look for affirmation from other people that it's okay for me to be angry right now, it's okay for me mm. to be sad right now, it's okay for me to feel loneliness right now, when in fact, we don't need to justify our emotions to anyone else, that we need to acknowledge it first and foremost most for ourselves. So first step is acknowledging where, whatever feelings you're having. Yeah. The A in owning your fat stands for taking action okay, so now I'm pissed off. Am I just going <laughs> to stay pissed off or I'm going to do something about it? Right. Yeah, you know, sometimes too. people get to the first step yeah. and they stop and you're like, I'm just going to be pissed off. Right? <laughs> I'm just
0: going to be yeah. angry
1: with the world, yep. you know? And that's, you know, that's the part that, you know, sometimes we want to skip over, but we have to take action because we are accountable for our own lives. We are empowered to make our own decisions and to to, to, to path to set the path for our lives. And so often we've given that power over to someone else, but taking action. And in my case, I, I took action. I filed for divorce. I started going to see a therapist. I started seeing a nutritionist to try to get my eating habits under control and really just started to focus on Myself and became very, very selfish of my time, very, 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 very selfish of my energy and the things that I commit to. Um, and so often we feel guilty when we say that like, oh my god, I can't be selfish. No, selfish is self-care because when you're giving all of yourself to everybody, you have nothing for your own self to pull from. That cup, that cup becomes really empty really fast, and people are always willing to take.
0: And I think <laughs> guilt, especially for women, is such a strong emotion about our self-worth. It's like mm-hmm. we couldn't possibly give to someone else or give to ourselves. Like, we always put someone else first. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, when you said that, I was like, mm-hmm. I can resonate in my story with that so much. And I talk about guilt quite a lot because I yes. feel like it comes into every area. And if we feel this underlying guilt, we can't sometimes take those actions like you talked about. So I think I was like, oh, well, let's write that down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely because we all we you know we all in some ways struggle you know, um, as women, we're taught that we are we're servants. We serve other people. Mm-hmm. We're and in, in, we're responsible for the happiness of our children, of our spouses, of our friends, of our community, of our work, of our coworkers. like everybody we're <laughs> responsible for. And like we're yeah. like at the very end of the list is like after like a gazillion people. And then we wonder why we're, you know, you know, feeling different emotions we're feeling emotions we're anxious we're depressed you know we're um not happy with our weight because you know for my for me I dealt with those feelings by eating food was my comfort right and so when I was feeling sad angry lonely food was was the thing that kept me going yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and so we you know so many of us Definitely. Choose that, or that we choose alcohol, or we choose hypersexual activity, yeah. we choose something Shorts to help comfort is. us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love your there's a few sayings of, that, of yours that I love, but one of them is I think what you just talked about, which is like turning your wounds into your wisdom. Um mm-hmm. what do you think's been your biggest wisdom from your wounds?
1: The biggest thing that I've learned on, on this journey that I wish I knew way, way many years ago is the fact is it's not my fault, the trauma that that I experienced. It wasn't my fault, right? It wasn't my fault. My husband cheated on me. It wasn't my fault. My mom was an alcoholic. It wasn't my fault that I grew up in foster care, but my healing is my responsibility, right? Sometimes we blame ourselves for the things that happened to us that we had literally no control over. Like I had, I wasn't there when he was having a good time, but somehow I have, I received that as my fault. Somehow if I had done this better, mm-hmm. looked this way, cooked dinner, you know, all these mm-hmm. things that I've created in my mind that somehow yeah, it was, it was yeah. my fault. Yeah. That story mm-hmm. I told myself, which was just a lie. And so on this journey, I've learned that The trauma that I experienced is not my fault. So for your listeners, if whatever you experienced, whether it is a cheating husband, um, you know, being just having friends that were that betrayed you in some way, experiencing domestic violence, um, having a difficult relationship with your with your parents or siblings or friends or coworkers, that is not your fault. And mm-hmm. so, stop telling yourself that story because it's hindering your process, it's hindering your journey, and it's hindering the work that you're supposed to do on this earth. So you turn your um, your wounds into wisdom by learning, right? As every, I, I tell my clients all the all the time, every day we're alive is an opportunity, and we get better because we learn from those past experiences. Yeah.
0: Yes, and I think another thing that you say I sound like a super fan but another thing you say is (laughs) over explaining yourself is a trauma response and I felt that one and I when I read it I thought oh my goodness yes and I didn't realize there's only certain people I do that with Mm -hmm. and it really got me thinking about you know the patterns of people in your life and like you said you know you can Take the guilt, or you can start the responsibility of moving forward and taking action.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a hard one for people because you know you're not consciously aware of it, right? And it's no. just um, it's something that it's a pattern that you've developed over time, and it's really hard to break certain patterns in our lives. And typically, we overexplain to people that we feel that we cannot hurt. Like it is our responsibility to protect that yeah. person even from ourselves and even at our detriment. And that typically happens with people that are close to us that are connected to us in some way. We typically don't do it randomly at the grocery store, right? We don't do it to the yeah. cashier and be like, hey, you know what? I'm only I'm getting here at five o'clock because I had this going on and that going yeah. on. We don't do that to strangers. We only do that to people in our lives that we're directly connected to that. We feel like we cannot fail, that we feel that um, somehow our our mistakes will cause detriment to them, that we're emotionally responsible for them. Like I cannot get them angry. I cannot get them upset. So I'm going to explain to the nth degree why I'm five minutes late.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I think sometimes even, by the, we're over explaining to those people they're the people who you can over explain all you like they may still never mm-hmm. understand your point of view mm-hmm. that is i think so true and that's that for me is what i realized kind of looking at that i like, this is so true and looking at the people that i do that with i thought i could explain my life in like minute details <laughs> um and they still would not, it's like, it would be like, I'm speaking another language. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're so desperate to, to be understood and seen. And I think it's just worth recognizing that sometimes they just not, they just not speak in your language and that's okay. You know, that's okay. And that's okay. From that too. Yeah. Sure. And, and the
1: most powerful statement you can ever make is just no, just, just simply no, no is a complete sentence. You, you're you not required to explain why you're saying no or or yeah. in what, um, scenario you could say yes I'm gonna say no but if I mean I could say yes if
0: that. I'm shaking my head like you can't see this because we're listening <laughs> on a podcast but I saying no and that just being it has been my lesson I suppose um yeah my biggest my biggest kind of wisdom into my rooms has been the no mm-hmm. and boundaries and um knowing that they're okay I think in my learning was like oh boundaries oh are we supposed to have that with mm-hmm. certain people and oh I think that learning has been quite profound for me and even I when I you know when you said that no was a complete sentence I was like yes you you tell him <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know we have all struggled in some ways especially mm. people closest to us and specifically with the people that that really hurt us the most um being able yeah. to say no because we we get into this unhealthy pattern and cycle um, that is really tough to break. And so the first step is the awareness portion. Like I'm yeah. aware that this is what's the emotion that I'm having as a result of of talking to this person, of spending time with this person. Of um, if of the relationship, so you acknowledge what's happening in your body because you're immediately having some level of response, right? So it's usually nervousness, racing heart, sweaty palms. You know, you may be shaking internally. Your mind may start racing. You know, first being aware of what's happening, and Mm -hmm. that way can then better respond because if you're not aware and you're just nervous and you're just I'm like, okay yes and let me just tell you all the things that I I just like, I'm just gonna tell you everything that happened today and and I'm hoping that something sticks you know what I mean it's just like I'm like my morning my lunch um I went shopping I and the dress was ugly it fit You're <laughs> just like and the and this is,
0: and I said this. Yeah, and they responded like that, but it's okay because like, oh my goodness. And the reality
1: like- is, it's not going <laughs> to affect them either way. You could explain yeah. all day long, and they're going to have the reaction they're going to have. Right?
0: You're not responsible. Like- Exactly. And is that why we find boundaries so hard? Yes. We feel like we're letting people down in some way, or they're going to judge us.
1: Yeah. Or that we're being mean in some way. Like, oh my God, I can't have a boundary because they're going to think I'm being mean. And that's really hard for women. So instead, we just allow people to just misuse us. And, Mm -hmm. And so I like to tell, do this exercise with my clients to have them apologize to themselves. For allowing people to spend it, to spend time and resources on things and on people that didn't really have their best interests. So acknowledging that this was a hurt and apologizing on your own behalf to yourself, because this mm-hmm. is what the experience, because you realize it after you're like, I just did all of that and they could care less they have not even acknowledged the work and the sacrifice. You know, you sit yeah. back and you think and you're like, oh my God, I could have been doing something that I wanted to do, but I'm doing this for, for them. Me. And they yeah. don't even care, you know?
0: And we can get so resentful, can't yes. we? we? have a massive impact on our relationships. Yes. Or we get angry and pissed and we start taking action. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hopefully therapeutic action, but yes. Oh, we wait. start taking action. <laughs>
0: type of action yes yes final question Dr. Rudisha. I've loved having you on um what do women need to know what is kind of your little word of wisdom to leave our podcast on
1: my uh what I want women to know is this that you are important you are enough you are powerful and despite whatever obstacles you faced in your life whatever obstacles you're facing right now you are worthy of the effort required to change. So often we don't think we're worthy of an effort to get a better job, to go to school, to be in a different relationship, but you are worthy of the effort required. And so whatever that effort is, either it's therapy, life coaching, um, seeing a nutritionist, seeing a, um, trainer, whatever the effort is to change whatever that you want to change in your life, it is worth it because you're worth it.
0: Oh, what a way to end. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And where can people find out more about you and what you do and your work?
1: Yes, you can come on, join me on the gram, Instagram at uh, Dr. Radisha Brown. Um, You'll get great tips and strategies and helping you you to be (laughs) powerful and step into the awesome person that you are destined to be in all your greatness so just come join me on the gram for sure
0: brilliant and i will link you to so when this goes live i will link um dr adisha in so and um, you will be able to find her too and i just can't thank you enough that's been really insightful and yeah just, i've just loved it thank you so much for your time thank you
1: natalie i really appreciate it oh, love you girl thank you <laughs>
0: have a great day bye, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>